0: Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. This week we talk to CEO Sean Millican, Academy Director Ken Shremby, and mull over our loss to the Snakes at Melbourne City. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Josh and Morrow. How are you guys?
1: Good, thank you. Miss you Luke. Yeah, where is he the frog? Do we miss him? He wouldn't even be listening.
2: Balls on Parade. By who? Rage Against Machine.
0: It's quick out of the gate, wasn't it? Morrow doesn't even know what's I know, going mate, on. I
2: could have oh. listened to this for an hour and I still wouldn't know known either <laughs> of them things. I know my rock music. You do. Although it sounds like song. pretty heavy rock. So he's saying this relates to something?
1: What was it called again, Josh? Balls on Parade. Or something to
2: do with the Red ball.
1: Thing yes, I don't know the song, but I got the connection. I totally
2: didn't put two and two together right there. (laughs) Ah well, didn't they teach? Can you keep that song on? It's a freaking banger of a song in the
0: background. Right, so um, I'm going to tie this into Fred's question. Do you think this could work in the A League, and if so, uh, where would you like to see them set up shop? Now they already have teams in Leipzig, New York, um, Salzburg, and Brazil. And even Ghana, they've got teams in.
2: If they want to pour money into us, they can.
1: But they don't want to do that, do they? They in want fact, their own club. Yeah, they, they want to start from nothing so yeah. that they don't alienate fans.
0: Well, exactly what's happened in Leipzig. Um, last year, they were in Zwei-Bundesliga, uh, which is the second division in Germany. Um, if Nuremberg had actually one more game, which is my team, Leipzig wouldn't even be in the Bundesliga. And they currently sit second in the Bundesliga. Now, their fans have actually been bashed when they're going to away games, especially at Dortmund, uh, for (laughs) selling out. It's not the fans' fault. It's, yeah, Red Bull. What Red Bull, when they do, what they do when they take over a club, they completely rebrand the whole thing. Mm. And this club's 100 years old, and the history's pretty much gone. Mm.
2: Sold out. Yeah. Hmm. So So, that's why they want to start from scratch and just build a completely new club.
0: So yeah, as much as you want their money, it's a complete rebranding. Rebranding.
2: I was marveling at your accent. I'd I'd say Canberra, (laughs) Dumkoff. Do do you reckon Canberra would get a team? (laughs) (laughs) Do
0: (laughs) a sec, Kleiner Horton. Keep that to yourself.
3: You have
0: very small testicles. Yeah, I don't want to catch
2: The National (laughs) Red Bulls. We could maybe get the the nation's capital Red Bulls. Yeah, I want to... Capital
1: Red Bulls. Yeah, Canberra are the natural place, aren't they? They love... uh, There's no sort of, um, you know, following there. They're all resistant. So at this point in time, bring some cash in there and they won't care what their small population is, will they?
0: I think they t- tend to go for somewhere where there's a population.
1: Well, how about like Red Bull, Mullebar? You know, somewhere a bit more boutique and upmarket. Nice, even.
0: But you might see Red Bull, Geelong.
2: <sighs> <laughs> no, that was my <laughs> underwhelmed response. Well, I guess it is better than oh, better than the riots. How about or the Red pa- Bull, the, the Patriots.
0: <laughs> Cronulla Riots. The Cronulla Riots. A-League team.
2: How about Red Bull,
1: Sunburn, Darwin?
0: Okay, you're just getting this cheaper, Murray.
1: Turn my mic off.
0: Yeah. Um, right, the other bit of news, the Southern Sydney team. Um, there's a, been a bid put in, a consortium fronted by football media uh, figures Les Murray and Craig Foster. So this would obviously be the SBS' favourite football team.
1: <laughs> Another one. So no one cares. Is, is, is there room? No, no one cares. Sutherland world game? The FFA have canned everyone's you know, possible way into the A-League, like they've canned every other thing that they're doing. So there's, who cares who wants to put a bid in? Because nobody's listening to them. It's like the FFA is standing there, la, 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 with their fingers in their okay, ears. Okay,
0: well, you're talking about expansion, right? What if um, FFA decide they don't want Wellington anymore?
1: we do need another team That'd be then. a shame for them, because yeah. I like Wellington. Yeah.
2: Got nothing against them. But haven't we them, guaranteed all them cool? some more time?
0: Yeah, they, got, uh, they only got a couple more years. Mm. So they asked for another four and they didn't get that. Out of and
2: even so the FFA, Wellington's licence is still two, is two years now. I think now. it's only two years, yeah. Right, oh, okay. but if
1: that's the case, then even the FFA will be ready to um, think about expansion then, apparently, eighteen nineteen, I think, is when they think that expansion might get back on the agenda. I'd like to know what they're doing. in the Yeah, but who
2: knows with FFA, Jesus Christ. They said expansion was going to be, what, this year? And then they pushed it back again.
1: Yeah, and didn't they form like a multi-year, like a four-year plan about a year ago? They're not meeting any of the objectives much. There's no discernible direction or uh, any of the obvious issues that are being resolved around expansion, governing, governing the game, increasing revenue in the game. Nothing. And so, and now...
2: All, all of this just fuels the talk around people saying we need an independent league.
1: Yeah, and we're still, now, we're always whinging about money, of course, at the FFA, but now they've hired a bunch of consultants to see what sort of direction that they, you know, should
2: be taking. I
0: thought that's well, why we hired FIFA? these current people. I'd love didn't to know FIFA, how much money these pricks are
1: on. Didn't
2: oh. FIFA tell them to get their act into gear and do something for the league and try and do as much as possible to make it go independent, yep. but they're... It doesn't seem like they're doing that. No. Yeah,
3: well
1: Don't they have to have that done by the end of March? I thought they I had I thought it was to,
0: April. Well, it might be the start of April, end of March. There you
1: go. But either way, they just seem... It's like they're sort of stagnating in every single way and, and they don't show any signs of um, changing and now they just want to spend an exorbitant amount of money on finding someone else just to uh, tell us how we should run our game. Well, how about we get rid of those who haven't got an answer for... How to run our game? Who are in the top dog positions and replace them? Because it's getting annoying. Well,
0: okay, can you see this club coming to fruition? I think it, what nah, they said to go, go, go back to the FFA. dollar back uh, backing. I think
2: people what p- people get pissed off about the FFA is, is that they're they're not football people. David Gallup, I don't think he's a football person. Are the Lowy's football people? They have to be dragged to understand that that we need Oh, oh, yeah, Frank was, but his his son? They have
1: to be dragged to understanding how football works, how we need international breaks, how we need uh, some extra days for teams playing in Asia to return. Because of the split round.
2: The split round this weekend. We can have a split round, but they can't do international breaks? No, it's just uh, weird. I don't know. They just don't. They they march to the beat of their own drum, FFA, and a lot of people scratch their heads and think th- and don't know what they're doing. So, I
0: think I just know. got a dartboard with decisions on it and just throw the dart at it.
2: Yeah, probably. And then they probably throw darts at like the RBS heads. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, on to reviews. Uh, Sydney, oh, big blue to start with. Sydney FC at home against Melbourne. Victory. Sydney winning that one nil. <sighs> Sydney that that, w- that was my fault. To too good again Look, All the commentators Were banging on about hatch like said, How good it was you and said it the game, I didn't yeah. think It was that brilliant
2: It was because It was it was the the big blue As they like to call it And it was The 1v2 And uh, If there was a game That that was overrated By the media This season It was definitely that one I didn't think It was a great game either
0: Well I feel sorry for Rahas He set up What Four Decent Zul- chances
2: I should have got sent off um, I think the reasoning why he wasn't no, sent off is that the ball so. was sort of running away from Rojas but I think a lot of people know how quick he is he could have maybe made that before Danny did and tapped it into an empty net for the, yeah, for the goal so no
0: I think that was right probably a, probably a
2: yellow card but, yeah
0: but um, if, if victory had a I don't know. Just, Barisha, the was, on
2: Barisha was off.
1: I thought that Barisha was just the had story. An off game. That to me, he—I can't so even think. So mm. was Can't even think who um, set him up with the assist, but he had Rojas. an opportunity to finish. Rojas to finish was one.
2: putting them on a platter for him, and he was just spoon. Yeah. He spooned that, that great chance Ingham missed That's two, the two one I'm thinking in the first of.
1: Half. That, yeah, he just butchered their opportunity. Danny made a good save from Ingham. Is there another reason to pay up Barisha's wages other than for him to finish that opportunity? Kevin Musket must have been thinking, "What the hell did I sign him for? Should have signed." Yeah. Bob
0: should have kept him about. Should have kept an abbot. That's where he made his name in that fixture.
3: Hmm.
1: It was. Well, the, it's the only
2: thing he's done, really.
1: Yeah. It was. It was disappointing for victory fans because to me they had their chance, and and Bessart Berisha, who you would have thought more, any time would finish it,
2: blew it. And more. System. And disappointing. Thirteen thousand crowd. Apparently it was, not dismiss- but down the road. weather. <laughs> there, there's the excuse though. The weather, which I guess is a fair excuse, but still. A game like that should be getting 20k at least. And I think if that was a victory home game, they would have got double that, even yeah. in the rain. Yeah, crowds
0: but have been poor. Yeah, probably this year. Right. not. Yeah. just for Not just for us, but pretty much everyone.
2: Yeah.
1: I think it makes a good opportunity though for victory now because uh, they can go away, lick their wounds, realise that they've lost the premiership. Sydney have pretty got pretty much got that zone up. They can get themselves uh, uh, practicing for the finals and be prepared to you know take Sydney out when it counts.
2: I'll tell you whose crowds have nosedived. The Wanderers. They're um, they're pretty dodgy football and sort of their crap, just their games really and. They're only they're getting below 10k, I think, for the first time in their history. Cause I remember, uh,
0: no, first season they below that as well. To start below with. 10k. Yeah. Well, oh, but start with. as
2: soon as they got into their groove, they were packing Parramatta Stadium out nearly, yeah. um, nearly every game, and that's a 20k stadium while it was before it it's getting uh, rebranded now.
0: You're Ripping up the swimming pool there too. Oh they? yeah, they're going to put. Um, it's not actually in the DA. I was listening to this the other day. It's not in the DA what they're going to do with it. They're just going to get rid of it. And then later on, uh, then lease they're going to um, put in like cafes and like commercial stuff. So similar thing could be happening at our stadium as well. With um, That'd be nice. Yeah. Well, they're going to put in shops underneath the eastern stand. So we'll see what happens
2: there.
0: Mm. How'd, how'd we go on the tips for that?
1: I didn't want to talk about the tips like I did last week. How would I go? I, t- I, t- I, <laughs> I,
0: I, remember, I
2: remember. I remember that I tip. I thought Victory was going to win, but I, that obviously because, well, like
0: happen. I've said previously, I'm I'm pretty much in two tipping comps at the moment, and I can't honestly remember which one to pick on which.
1: Well, in this game, we had Jimmy with a draw between ah, Sydney shit. and Victory. We had Luke with Sydney. We had Josh with Victory, and we had me with a draw. So the only <laughs> winner there so was Victor Luke one. So Luke uh, tipped that. Um, so i falling well I won't, behind. won't uh, dwell on the rest yet.
0: Right. Okay. So Saturday, uh, Wellington, Perth, three all.
2: Pretty exciting game. If it was a three all, I a can't say that I watched delivers. a lot of the game. I think I only watched maybe ten or fifteen minutes of it, but it seemed like a pretty decent game. If it was three three, but once again, Perth in a three all game, they love that they can score goals. We've said that all season about Perth, haven't we? There. They can score goals, but they can't defend.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I thought Wellington started well and they they got the lead, but um, Perth did make their way back into it and it was a pretty end-to-end game. There wasn't too much defence on show, but um, yeah, probably in the end it was uh, the right, you know, either team could have taken the three points, um, but probably neither of them deserved it.
2: That doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
0: Well, they
1: were both close to, you know, it was end-to-end. End. It could Anything could have happened. I think
2: was it Castro had a chance to win it right at the death and yeah. missed. Yeah, so but, but
1: in reality, neither of them had done enough to f- make me feel like they were the dominant
0: so
2: team. So they
1: deserved
0: the three points? No.
2: They,
1: either could, so could, okay, either they could have got them, but they, could they didn't have deserve taken them. them. But neither deserved them.
2: So draw was the fair result. So football draw lost
0: on the day.
1: Yeah, if you <laughs> want to say that. And uh, Jimmy picked a draw. Woohoo! Oh, good. Luke
0: picked Perth. Bum bum. Josh picked a draw. Aaron picked Wellington. Bum bum. Fuck shit. Right. Wanderers Adelaide, nil all. I didn't get to watch it. Was it boring?
2: Oh, my God.
0: That tells me everything I need to know. Wanderers had chances. Plenty of chances, funnily
1: enough. Again.
2: Surprise! Say that again. I was going to say season of the story. (laughs) Story of the season for the Wanderers. (laughs) They can't finish. They can create good chances, but they just can't finish. They got denied a, a clear goal by the ref. They got unlucky there. But once again, I think in this game again, a draw was a fair result. They were both coming back from ACL commitments overseas, and the, the game definitely showed it was a very forgettable.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, boring.
0: Good. I'm glad I didn't watch it. <laughs> I actually drove by the stadium on the way home from the All the oh,
1: tips for that. I'm so Oh, I think I'll tip the Tips draw. for, for that. that. <laughs> Tips for that. We had uh, Jimmy with the draw. Yo! Oh, yes. Luke with the draw. Yo! Uh-huh. Josh with the draw. Yo! Yep. Aaron with Western Sydney to get there first When it's Spotless. And they still stadium. haven't won. Yeah, no.
0: Right. Um our match we lost 2-3 to City. Probably didn't deserve it. <sighs>
2: it's a lot of heavy breathing on this show, isn't it? We didn't we didn't deserve to lose this game. And even though we stuffed
1: up and did things wrong we still I think deserved a share it was
2: that. if last season's errors just crept back in especially with the Izzo goal uh, the Izzo the one that Izzo just I think he got a bad back pass and
3: definitely yeah, it's, it's frustrating
2: it was a really frustrating result because we deserved way more I thought we at least deserved the draw and at the end at 2-2 I thought we, we were right in the game and City looked pretty dodgy but as soon as they got that, even As a soon as they down. got, that, as soon as they got that that goal, I think heads sort of dropped a little bit. But then straight after, I think the best thing about this game is that our heads didn't drop after the the third goal when their third goal went in because we domi- I thought we dominated the last fifteen minutes and yeah. we may- maybe got unlucky not to score and make it three three. The, the with thing with I, I was men, happy to it. see
0: with yeah, mm. that's exactly what I was about to say. The thing I was happy to see was how we dominated with only ten men. Yeah. Didn't give up the game. Well, it's because we were desperate. Still pressed. Yeah. We, were,
2: it, it was, we were bloody desperate to try and get try and get a goal and tie things up again. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. But um, yeah, I think the, the thing that pissed me off the most about the game was definitely the, the ending of it. What about the with, uh,
0: penalty call that we had disallowed?
2: Uh, it, it's a I had a look at it again, and I wasn't as adamant of a penalty as I was before. It He sort of did get him in the back... But I thought Payne definitely was looking for it. Well, so was Fonaroli. Yep, can't agree. Yeah. With, can't agree with that because for me they were the exact same
1: thing. Both of the defending players there, Izo and Tongic, Izo put, put their rugby hand, put their hand onto the opposition from behind straight away. Yeah, oh, that's I mean, a
2: problem. Are you saying straight they're the same away, situation? Absolutely. Both oh, mate, players. Both players there, yeah.
1: moved in front of the defender. And took the contact. I disagree with that. I
2: disagree totally That's with that, mate. That's my position
1: on that it. If one's a pen, the other's a pen. The send-off is fine. We it's we fine love bias. Enough.
2: We love bias on this show. But, mate, that, that takes the cake of unbelievable bias towards us. I don't know why. All I'm saying is it was a pen. I wish the ref did give it because, obviously, we might have scored off it. But Doing.
1: puts his hand onto pain and then runs into the back yeah,
0: of it. Okay, it was a penalty, yes. But it's not the same as Izzo's. It's, no
1: it's, way. It's the it's, same it's behaviour. T-
2: it's, it's a different it's situation. A- Izzo puts his Izzo hand on Fauneroli's
0: shoulder. I agree. But
1: Izzo put his hand on Fauneroli's shoulder... Fornaroli made a bad touch I can't believe Had to move in front of Izzo Izzo crashed into him clumsily and What I can't believe is down.
2: Why didn't Fornaroli just tap it into an empty net? Because yeah, his first touch get. was so bad Is he that addicted to diving Or trying to get it from, a, get no, it from no. the spot for That me, he was looking for the penalty? For me his first touch was so bad Do you think Izzo no would have been
0: better off Just letting him score? Yes Or,
1: or, uh, or sliding from behind? If, on he's, on if
2: he slid from behind It would have been a yellow And he wouldn't have been sent off
1: I was happy for him I've, to let it yeah. let it in the net and um we go down a goal but we've still got okay, uh, eleven players. If it was someone
2: else and you'd say, Oh, I hope he misses the empty net, but Fawnarole's not gonna miss an empty net.
1: But when we make a mistake we we compound it. So to me, Pos- that we started that mistake when Postco's pass was horrendously short. Yep. So Izo then thinks that he can make a cute little chip shot over to Posco who's run to the sideline instead of smashing that into bay 40 so that I can catch it because that's what he probably should have done and that's where he gets turned over. Izzo wouldn't have even got near Fornaroli if Fornaroli's first touch was better. It just would have been rolled into the net. But instead, Fornaroli made a crappy touch, had no choice then but to get in front of Izzo. Izzo clumsily ran into him and gave away the pen, gave away the red card, which was fair. Um, You know, what do you do about that? Izzo, it was tough for him Because he's had a good year And I uh, have to hold him responsible
0: For the first goal as well It's had a great year And we're not going to get and That many more chances To watch
2: him And unfortunately He's um, not going to play this week And he's probably not going to be At the club next season So mm. Nesewski in goal On Friday night Oh, It's a bit scary Someone pour me 10 million beers To get through this game On Friday well, he wasn't, as, he
1: wasn't as scary as I thought he might be, but um, there were plenty of talking points in this game because we've overlooked uh, the fact that uh, Fernando Brandan brought down the crossfield pass that was made to him just before the free kick was given with his arm. He, yeah. he caught it. Fair yeah, he
2: did, like, remember Carney in the first big blue of the season or the first yep. Sid Mel derby? Yep. Ca- caught it, completely caught it, and then scored from it, and Brandan's on the exact same thing. Whoever the ref was, do, do we know who the ref was? Adam Fielding. Well, he's had another shit game. We've
0: had, we've had a terrible run with him. I hear that he's uh, he's refereed
1: six, 16 games and nine of them have included us. Come on, FFA. That's, for God's sake, let him referee the Sydney Derby. Give that garbage to someone else for once.
2: Speaking of Sydney, I just thought of a, a tweet that I saw today <coughs> to show Sydney's dominance. That Sydney has conceded three second-half goals this season. Two against us, funnily enough. Wow. The next best is Brisbane with seventeen. Well he comes four and five on Friday <laughs> night. All right? Josh, with the
0: stats? Well down, Josh, I was from a that, tweet
2: you. that I saw earlier today and I thought, damn, that is a great stat and shows how good Sydney have been like closing games and then it comes back to um, comes back to Clarkey being strength and conditioning True. coach. Best strength and conditioning coach in Australia by a long way. And Sydney That's all bagging they, out they, Bryce, they, they always Bryce. they always look fit. Yeah, we love Bryce. Second he's Bryce is second best. We, we all love Clarky though.
1: But getting back to the horrendous refereeing, it was the handball, it was the lack of a penalty, and towards the end of the game, it was just a complete lack of control of the situations in the game. It led to the whole stink between Fitzy and Galloway. There was a whole heap of time-wasting, players diving on top of the ball when it suited their purpose to waste a bit of time. And, oh, you know, the, the,
2: the, the, the diving... The diving that Melbourne City do is oh. absolutely fucking disgusting, pardon my language, but effing disgusting the way that they dive. True. And they were doing it late and but I've just remembered a highlight, which was Neil
1: Kilkenny abusing the crap out of Bruno Fornaroli for having lost the ball, resulting in a free kick, which ended up with Fab scoring the free kick goal, of course. But, mate, I, just, I thought those two were going to punch on on the field. They they basically Kilkenny just seems like a prick. Well, he is. And we would have noticed, I'm sure we all noticed, that he was having a running battle with Monty. Did anyone watch the replay and notice that he made a malicious knee-high tackle, studs first, without ever attempting to go for the ball late in the game on Monty? Got a yellow card for it. It should have definitely been a red, absolutely, 100% red, because it was malicious. There was intent there, and yet, yep, just a yellow card, and he wanders off, probably abusing Monty for being soft.
2: Referee performances like that just, they just enforce the way that Melbourne City get treated by referees in the FFA for me.
1: And this was a really entertaining game. I'm
2: not one for conspiracies, but my God, the bias is so blatant. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, this couldn't have been conspiracy because it was too bad for that.
1: Although the stink that went on at the end that he failed to sort out, I did think that was a that's, little bit that's of That's the thing about the
2: game. The referee had never had control of the game for the entire 90 minutes. No. And that and that, the, la- the last minute fight, that definitely summed that up. And can I just... I'd I'd love to give a pat on the back to Scotty Galloway and buy him a beer, because he was fired the you know what up, mm. and especially being a former former so player be, of ours, yeah. I really really like that because obviously being a new player at the club, if you're going to do that, it shows you know your heart and spirit and. You want, to, you want to bleed for the jerseys And that's obviously all, all fans can ask for So, what yeah. well on, Scotty, we love you
1: It was entertaining Because uh, Simon Hill had even done some research And uh, he did say in the coverage That uh, uh, Nick Fitzgerald might not want to go on with that Because uh, Scotty Galloway, as we pointed out a few shows ago Is a former junior Taekwondo champion So, possibly <laughs> not the best guy to take on on the pitch But um, eventually they all calmed down and put their handbags away and that was right on full time
2: as well. Were
0: you disappointed with um, lack of Super Huber?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll see you guys later, I'm out.
0: Where are you going, Josh?
2: <laughs> Bloody Super Huber, wow. <laughs> Do, what, what, what was he saying again? No one knows. I don't know, anyway. Drugs, drugs, drugs. <laughs> He wasn't saying that. (laughs) I probably was. Uh,
0: Final game of the round. Newcastle Jets at home against Brisbane. Brisbane winning that 3-1. How'd it go in the the tips, uh, Moira? How'd it go in the tips?
1: Um, Jimmy tipped Brisbane. Lovely. The rest of us tipped a draw. Idiots. Just to to recap there, that means that Jimmy got three, (coughs) Luke got two, Josh got two, and Aaron got a big fat zero.
0: Um, Jets. They were they, they, woeful.
2: They had the half-time lead and they had a man sent off, but then Brisbane came out and showed why they're in the top four and Jets are struggling to get into the six and overrun them and won
0: 3-1. Do you think that um, that second yellow was deserved?
2: Yeah, because it was Hoffman and Hoffman I can't stand, so see you later, champ. But did he kick the ball away? It looked like he was just making a clearance. Do we even know that that's what he got it for or did he yeah. get it for the tackle? <sighs>
1: 'Cause he certainly obstructed the guy even though the commentators were yeah, insistent but it that he Was didn't. that even worth a yellow? Oh look, if it's in isolation it probably is. The the complaint I think mostly seems to be that uh there should be a little bit more latitude on yellow cards after somebody's received one. Well, I think that's bollocks. Absolute yeah, yellow, bollocks. yellow's yellow. I hate the way that referees get out there and they're, they're doing these ones. No one can see me showing the boys three fingers here. You've had three fouls. If you get four, that's it. Well, I don't remember seeing in the rule book that four fouls adds up to a yellow card or any of that bollocks that the refs... The fact is yeah. that if a tackle's a yellow card tackle, it's a yellow card tackle. If you kick the ball away, it's a yellow card. It's not, I've got
0: some discretion. Yeah, but was well, so he kicking the ball away...
1: Was a clearance? Well, I think that he intended to kick the ball away because uh, how many times have you seen him just blast the crap out of it for no good reason? True. If
0: anyway, he wants to get rid of it, it's a good day when the Jets lose. Well, we did enjoy that. Pardon. Well.
2: It was well, a bit. It of a was double. good that they lost because we lost as well, so they didn't get they didn't go even further out of us. Yes,
1: but it did. There's no doubt that it affected the game because Brisbane were asleep before that, and um, what was it? Nabbitt scored before that. The penalty, yep. yep. And uh, that was a pen, I think. And uh, so fair enough for that. But definitely after the the card, that was the end of Newcastle.
0: And, and um,
1: what a shame. Their coach got sent off as well.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: total shame. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the only other game I can really mention is the Mariners Academy lost 1-3 one, uh, one to Marconi. Now, we'll mention this a bit later with the, the talk with Ken. Um, kind of dominated for most of the game. But um, yeah, just I thought we played pretty well. Couldn't put it away. Yeah.
1: I don't know what you blokes were doing because I was there till the 70th minute, and then I ran off to do my little loose cannon job. And at the 70th minute, I thought, you know, we got we're going alright here. We've we've got a one-all score line. We're playing some good football. We looked like we were dominating all the way through the 60s minutes. Mm-hmm. But then next thing, I get into the stadium, and at the 75th minute, we've We've um, capitulated there and it didn't re- didn't sort of work out uh, for
2: us. I wouldn't say capitulate. I think that's a pretty harsh word to use. Well, I'm glad I, to hear I, I that. Had, uh, just a couple of errors. Just a few defensive errors that are not unlike the A-League side from last season. Mm. Stuff like that. Just a
0: back pass that only went two foot. Yeah. Didn't mm. help. Mm.
2: And, um, sort of foreshadowed yeah. things to come in the yeah, game. That, we
1: did that later. Yeah. As well. <laughs> well, it was a shame because uh, we did uh, give uh, Miran Pavlovich a fair hard time about uh, handball in the box. God, he's a flog. He was annoying. but uh, I, I,
2: I, sh- I, still, I still can't believe I didn't think of it at the time, but I really should have called him Voldemort. <laughs> he does have some similarities. He, yeah.
1: death status numerous yeah. times. Definite penalty, but um, then we, you know, flogged that one into outer space over yeah. the goal and there was nothing, yeah.
2: I arrived as that pen was taken, so... F- Blame me if you want because that was a horrible pen. Think of think Fabio against Sydney, that was what it was. It was launched into orbit. It was, yes.
1: And we'd been giving the goalkeeper a little bit of a hard time too, so I, I think he appreciated it. I don't it. think
0: we were, we? it wasn't a hard time. We're talking about his financial situation, how much money he's on. Did he bring up those subjects?
1: Or no, we that did. No. Yes. And I'm sure we said, um, gee, we're pleased that you're getting a good wage where you are. I think yeah, that's how it
0: Well, went. yeah, that team's on a absolute fortune. That team, get, some of those players get paid more than some of our players down here in yeah. the A-League squad. <laughs> yeah, and the, so, num- <laughs> the
1: number of League former A-League players in that lot. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a Trianus in there. And they're playing Masic, against our kids, Rooney. Rooney. They're playing
2: Pavlovich. against our 18- and 19-year-old kids. So yep. pretty tough for them. I guess it's a, definitely a learning experience, but it's a long season. NPL season's, what, 24 games? So one 26, down, I think. One down, twenty-five to go. So still plenty to go. It
1: was a good sign of things to come. Uh, Plume Park didn't disappoint. We didn't get
2: fog or freezing cold, but we got <laughs> rain and wind.
0: It was actually quite cold. Well, yeah. it well, it is oh, well,
2: It was. It is still March. To be fair, we're only one month out of summer, so yeah. it shouldn't <clears> be that cold. But there were times when that breeze picked up. You're like, oh, yeah. When you, when there's, we're some, drenched. There's, there's some signs of June, July, August at Plume.
0: Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, it, I enjoyed it. It's good, good to get
2: down there, and uh, everyone should. You if, know, you, if you, make you don't it go to business. NPL games at Plume, and you got the chance to, please do because it's really fun, and the, the the lads definitely deserve our support. Like if you've only gone to A League games, like would you? The quality. Qu- the the level of football that we play, I think, I think, is still pretty decent.
0: Well, the top level of quality in the Premier League would be the bottom level of the A League. Yeah,
2: yep.
0: yeah. Despite it, what any Belgian person comes over and he tells us,
1: it's a good place to visit. Um, you can get some shelter in the grandstand. Not that we did that. No. The food there doesn't cost an arm and a leg, and give you it's
0: um, generally better food. <laughs> <poos. laughs> the, f- the food, the
2: food. Uh, first of all, the food doesn't. Doesn't yeah, like you said, isn't overpriced. Second, it's pretty good. Yeah. The chicken burgers there are delish.
1: Yeah, so you know that's it's worth it. It's it's yeah, get down there and enjoy chicken, some chicken, trips chicken, chicken the burgers game. and football. What more do, do, do you trips,
0: want? Um, you get some interesting food. I bet kebabs and all sorts. Yeah. Of stuff. I'd, I'd
2: love
1: a kebab. Yeah, I think that's well worth. I'm going to have to do an I haven't mm-hmm. done any away for MPL or home efforts for me, so time for an away game. I think.
0: Alright, we're joined by CEO Sean Millicamp. How are you, mate? Yes, going great. Going good. That's good. Uh, how are the kids? How are the family?
4: Yes, going well. Uh, young Max uh, has let me down with a few losses, but um, but after a good start, he, uh, he needs to bounce back into some form. But uh, in short, he's uh, he's staying up all night and uh, sleeping through the day, um, which, uh, which gets some tired eyes, but we're going good.
1: So it's good that he's not around the squad then, keeping him awake or anything like that. <laughs> Happy days. What about uh, what's happening with the stadium and uh, the proposals that Mariners have made? Contact
4: with the council, all that kind of stuff. There's been a few fans asking how that's moving along. Yeah, yeah. I think last time I said that uh, it's a more about understanding the process for us, and we've got a little bit more clarity around that. Uh, we've had regular meetings. We're pretty much meeting every fortnight, um, yeah, uh, with council. So things are definitely positive. Uh, there's probably yeah, a, a challenge now as to what can be done before council elections uh, compared to uh, what will happen after, but um, all I can say at the moment is that, um, yeah, there's been a good working process for us with council. Uh, they've been asking a lot of questions. We've been uh, we've been presenting a lot, and we're we're working through that. But it's it's going okay.
0: Now, um, do you know what updates they're doing to the stadium at the moment? Because I went to the bathroom underneath the stairs the other day, and I had to wait for a minute until my eyes adjusted. It was that dark in there. Yet, Morrow went to another toilet. Yeah, I went to the
1: toilet over on the western side, and for the first time I walked in there and it uh, didn't stink like pee, and uh, instead it smelt like paint, and it had been painted, I think not just the floor, but also the walls had been painted grey, nice and fresh,
4: and uh, so it's sort of like, wow, something actually happened at the stadium, it was kind of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that, they, they painted through the uh, through the change rooms, uh, through the off-season that's there, and there's... um. Uh, there has definitely been a little bit of a maintenance budget that Cath Casey's been um, been working through. Uh, but, but, yeah, you are looking at coat of, coats of paint. Uh, from what I'm led to believe, I'm really hoping that, that yeah, there's, there's more happening but nothing's been confirmed for us at the moment.
0: Right. Now, we keep getting asked questions on Everton. Mm. Um, my understanding is that the deal is still on. Like, we've still got a relationship with them but we just need to wait for the next window. Is that still the case?
4: uh yeah look it is um definitely, I suppose yeah we uh, we need to reinvigor just the personal relationships. it's not like i I personally did, did you know um have a relationship with evidence so so a lot of it sort of sits with Mike at the moment to keep yep. facilitating that uh, a lot of that was with Peters story, but there's still com- communication and working through that, but there's still um now see, it's is now, the, now,
0: is the age problem dealt with?
4: Uh, no, not yet. So we're still waiting for that to be passed, but we believe that that is all going to happen okay. uh, in time for next season. So very, very positive talk out of the FFA uh, for, for that to be cleared up. Um, so, so then, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll now need to, um, to, to get some work to, um, to, to get it moved quicker. What about uh, our
1: W League team uh, bid? Uh, We know that South Melbourne have been saying that they are ready to go with a
4: W League bid. Does that kind of thing have any impact on whether or not we'll get approved? No, they're they're, they're not really related or connected there. So South Melbourne, that's, that's in relation to an A League expansion and a genuine W League expansion. You wouldn't call our bid expansion as such. Um, yeah, as because uh, we're already we're already involved and the rounds are already there, so it's just a matter of replacing uh, the buy that's there. But um, but progress on that is definitely happening, um, and um, and yes, yeah, so we're meeting with the FFA on Thursday to get a progress update. And on the match against Adelaide, uh, we're doing a uh, we're doing a pre uh, pre game match, uh, which is a, a North Shore Mariners Academy versus a Central Coast Mariners Academy girls game. Um, and, and look to put a lot of focus into uh, into the pathways uh, that will form our W League pathways. So, um, so, well, that's, so yeah. that's
0: news to me. That's that sounds pretty good.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, and it's also the uh, trial for the video ref. Um, so, so this will be the match where they trial video ref at our stadium. Right. And so during that game, there will be a terrible call made by the referee intentionally. <laughs> um, so, well, hopefully, intentionally. really. And then, uh, and then, yeah, they'll actually <laughs> test out the uh, the video ref process for us at the stadium. Um, so so we'll, it'll be worth just seeing how that plays out for us. Yeah,
0: I don't I don't know if the system would be able to handle the A-League refs. The amount of shit that goes on week to week.
4: <laughs> Anything would have helped
1: Adam Fielding I last week. I like how week, Sean stayed anyway, quiet there. Well, there's no, none of that's for Sean.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I can get fined, you guys can't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the smile was enough, mate. Um, now, with the recent uh, announcement uh, for the expansion to South Sydney and the interest from Red Bull, what... What do you think that means to uh, clubs of our size?
4: Um, I, to be honest, I think that um, that all of that is is positive. I think for us, growth uh, growth in the A League is good. Uh, the, the bigger the A League, the better the better it is for everybody. So, um, whilst it doesn't really affect us in catchment uh, areas or anything like that, it gives us a um, uh, another away team that we could that we could travel on on, on the bus to and and uh, get a great away trip down there. Um. So, um. But yeah, look, I think that um, all of that is still way too early. Whilst there's a lot of uh, bids and and um, yeah options for for expansion, the decision on expansion hasn't even been cleared up yet. So, well, therefore so, so they keep pushing that back. Yeah, yeah. Of course, because because at the moment the model isn't sustainable. So, um, well, for
0: them or for the owners, because they seem to both. think it's not sustainable for them where they're not even looking at being sustainable for the owners
4: now. Yeah, well, no one knows what the model's going to be until they actually roll it out. So so still no one knows what the grant's going to be. Still so no one knows what the cap's going to be for next year. Do they year. know so what they're doing? Do they know what they're doing? Because
0: it's been, what, longer than 10 years and they still don't know what it looks like to us that they don't know what they're doing.
4: Well, I, I I can't say that they don't know what they're doing. There's just a lot of moving parts and they haven't been able to put on the table exactly what this looks like they 've tried to put out some models but uh, but every time it sort of um, created more dramas when when Gregor O 'Rourke started, he said that expansion was one of his number one priorities and, and I think that that's probably open a can of worms that they may not have been ready to tackle just yet because they needed to get through broadcast deal first and needed to check out the the uh, the revenue system for for them first so um so yeah yeah there's a really interesting period for the club at the moment uh, for the for the competition at the moment, uh, which affects every club and it affects every player so. Um, yeah, it's going to take some time. Are we planning on re
1: This is a question from our punters. Is there, Are we planning on re-signing any of our out-of-contract players? Uh, is it true that one has already signed with another club and some media are reporting that? And I guess the underlying question for some of them is will we have a, um, a more
4: experienced
1: and uh, better-rounded squad for next season?
4: Oh, there's... there's uh, every intention and every drive, uh, in particular with the added experience of Paolo in the space, that, um, that things will be dramatically improved as we move forward. Uh, we, we explained a, a fair bit of that at the forum as well when Mike was in town, and we spent a lot of time in that space. In regards to the contract situation for the players, and if you uh, across the league, uh, I met with the PFA this morning. Uh, it's something like the players are currently not contracted across uh, across all, all the uh, all, all the teams, so it's not a unique situation for us. And the simple fact is, is whilst you know, whilst there are players that we have made offers for, we know that that offer is is is. Uh, might not be the best that we can we can do because we don't know if we're going to get more money later. So so it's not in their interest to sign either. Oh, I was going to ask you know, is that so is it fair to say that, that that the players are not
1: necessarily as willing as people might think to to go ahead and sign a contract under these circumstances? Yeah
4: yeah yeah, and they want to know what the squad's going to look like. So so it all yeah, um, Touch it, 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 it all relates and um, yeah, we we're, we're not the only club in this situation. In fact, we're no, by no means the worst club in this situation. So um, and um, and for, for some, yeah, there are players across the league who have signed um, and, um, and for a lot of them at the moment, um, the, uh, to be respectful for their clubs and for the other players around them and for themselves, they've asked for no media comment on it. So, so I think you'll find that after the season, a lot of announcements will happen, even though the deals might have been done many months ago.
1: But it is fair to say that our direction, our intention is to have a more proven squad next year than we have had over the last year or two.
4: Ah, oh, well, yeah, we, we we need to improve. Every we, year's got to get better. We've That's
1: done very well with what we had, especially this year. Um, Paolo's definitely improved the way that the team plays, um, but obviously we think he'll, t- he'll make an incremental step again if he can
4: sign some proven players. So there's, there's, n- there's not a day that goes by that we don't talk about yeah um, next year's roster. At the moment, it is, it is almost an hourly conversation.
0: How is it looking? Is it looking more like a clean-out? Of you know a no, lot of No, no, that,
4: no, that's 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 not the strategy. It's not a, it's not a Western Sydney Wanderers strategy by any means. Um, where this lands and where it falls, I don't know. There's too many moving parts, uh, but but that's not the case. No.
1: Do you think it 's harder for us because uh, we uh, are likely to have a lot of younger players who who may be either attractive to other clubs or that we might be looking to improve our experience level in? Is it harder for us because there 's a lot to move perhaps
4: i think it 's harder for us because we don 't um, we don 't have the audacity to just spend um, blindly um, so if if, if, if we 're a bigger club at the moment you Kind of go you know what let's just do this and you know um let's let's just make the offer and and if we end up you know over the cap, then we 'll move them into a home-grown player allowance or a you know, into a marquee spot, and there's more flexibility for 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 uh, for them around um, so I think what is harder for us is the fact that we we have to get it right, and so by rushing into things which uh, which has been seen in the past, if we rush it, uh, we can make a real big mistake so
1: and you've touched on, I think, when we previously interviewed you, perhaps when it was when Mike was here, that that uh, we we lost our train of thought completely on that question. What yeah, a great question! A yeah, All right, yeah. I'm going to move on then.
0: Good <laughs> idea. Uh, what are the club's uh, club's main priorities in the uh, coming off season, the on, and off, on oh, and off the field?
4: Yeah. So, so as of last night, we had our first uh, formal board uh, meeting, which um, which um, it's, it's kind of. Um, makes me smile in one aspect because it's something I was really sort of, you know, wanting to, to put in place and procedurally wise. Uh, the reason it's funny is because the board is, you know, myself, Catherine, Paolo and Mike, you know, sort of thing. So as... Um, yeah. But Mike was on Skype though. Yeah, he was on Skype, but it's the formal process of making sure that there's a report from every department. There's a report okay. from, you know, the, the, the financials are all covered off rather than just everyone jumping on the call and talking about the topics and the issues that are, that are at hand. So, so it makes us go through that uh, line by line process. Um, so that happened last night with a, and, and Mike's words were, geez, a couple of years ago we were battling for survival and then we started to, to battle for sustainability and now we start looking to next year and we're talking about progress um, and, and that's the best way to describe it across the board from you know, whether it's membership, whether it's the playing roster, whether it's you know, infrastructure or, or anything Everything is about now for us not talking about how we need to cut back just to survive or cut back to make sure that our business model is working. It is about right, what are the smart things that we need to do so that we can and will progress.
1: And now that my senior moment is over, then I can go back to something which is a good segue to it there, that uh, you talked about the fact that Paolo's pretty meticulous about the way that he considers uh, the potential for signing players. I think you might have even touched on the idea that we had some form of policy a recruitment policy um maybe guidelines that we're following is that the kind of way that we're going about it in a in a permanent uh this is how we do business because it's really one side of it is let's sign these players we love these players we want them to stay another side is we want to do sensible business to make sure that we're not caught in situations where we've spent too much end up in situations where players are no use to us that might have cost a lot of money is there some sort of bones around how we're going about that recruitment process yeah
4: yeah well the the thing that's uh, that's important is that it can't be just based on someone's opinion. Even though, even though, um, that they, uh, apart from the head coach, he's, he's definitely got that capacity. But it shouldn't be about you know, anyone else's opinion. Uh, it should be about actually understanding what are um, what are the reasons to recruit. What are the attributes that we're looking through and ticking all the boxes, and then you know, and then really going to the marketplace and seeing what else is out there. Um, so, so that rigorous process is. Um, uh, is getting more defined, and also we're finding out and really wanting to understand why have we not been doing it that well and what do we need to, to inject uh, resources or energies or, 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 or strategies around uh, to make sure it's done right in the long term. And, um, um, and, and you know, a bit of that's catch-up for us. Um, a lot of the other clubs have got that in place, but we've also got the experience and knowledge about how the other clubs have been operating in that. So, um, yeah, yeah, thanks.
0: With the the F three derby a couple of weeks ago, it was on a Sunday afternoon. What are the chances of getting at least one of those games on a Saturday night next season?
4: Yeah, look, I think it's growing. I think it's important that um, what we saw at the last derby is the Mariners got behind it, but the Jets supporters didn't get behind it. Um, the, the crowd figure um, didn't grow on their numbers, which um, which we needed to. Um, so 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 we're hoping that the Jets will pull their weight a little bit and um, and and. Um, yeah, get down the uh, get down the F three, uh, and make sure that we finish off with a very big crowd on that second last game, so that we can put the nail in the coffin. We're, we're confident, but until it happens, yeah, I can't I can't sort of yeah yeah Because no. it's
1: almost a self fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? If we don't um, if we
4: don't show them that we can do it, we'll never get it. If we never get it, we'll never grow the numbers. It's, yeah, you know. We're yeah. But the good thing is, is you know, Laurie and I speak uh, speak a, we speak straight away. Yeah, as to how many members came. Yeah, uh, how many use their membership? How many purchase tickets? Um, yeah, and and what that looks like. And, and do you
0: know what those numbers were? Sorry.
4: Yeah, so we're looking about. Um, so the first game there was about uh, nine hundred from memory that used the membership passes, and about sort of three hundred or so sales on top of that for about twelve hundred. Whereas the second game there was less members but more tickets. So I think there was about seven hundred members. Yeah, and about five hundred ticket sales that sort of come in. So I think the Very total fair. crowd was around the same. What we did notice is that. The second one was a lot more condensed. Um, so the yeah. first one, everyone was split, spread out across the three bays, whereas this one, everyone sort of sort of packed into the to that and, and, uh, and undercover and at the top. So, um, so then there's a number straight away for the Jets fans to, to hear. Well, well, we can bring 1,200 up there. Yeah? Have, have you got the capacity to, 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 to bring you know, more than that down for us? And um, no, well, I dare
1: say we hope that they will. Though that's what we want. Yeah, whilst whilst you uh, yeah, but
0: we want to shit on them at the same time. <laughs> well, uh,
1: if we get to shit on
4: more of them, then isn't that better?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are we putting in a uh, champions uh, banner like a sign up? Oh, we they got it. We, us? we we noticed <laughs> that
4: we noticed that. Um, yeah, so I'm sure that there will be reciprocal. Yeah, um, uh, for numbers. listeners
0: that don't know, they decided to put up a uh, champions 2008 sign over our bay. So um, I'm sure we're going to return fire with that.
1: They got a bit of track record for this kind of thing. Were you there when they had the Westpac helicopter land with their trophy?
0: No, it um, was before we had won remember. ours,
1: and they uh, bought the Westcap Westpac helicopter in, and uh, their A League trophy was on it, and they took it out of the. It was miles after they'd won it, and so forth. It was clearly aimed at us. Nothing else. Yeah, I don't remember need, that one. We need a bit of payback. Were you there?
0: I would have been there, I don't remember it though.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I'm surprised you don't. Pre-game this happened, of course, but the, the helicopter actually landed on the pitch and the A-League trophy came out of it. Boo. Jerks. Absolutely we jerks. We didn't like it at all.
0: <laughs> I was there when they decided to throw cans over at us and spit at us.
1: Which, that was every time.
0: Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Alright, um, pretty sure that right Is there anything you want to talk... Oh, here we go. I forgot. This uh, Friday night, you've decided to release a work pass
4: yes so um so we're going to close the office and tell all the staff to um bugger off uh, to bugger off and uh, and go to the game and of course we're putting a call out to um to every boss to um uh let their yeah uh, we know that they're uh, important staff members but they're also important fans for us and I keep hearing about how good the away trip used to be down at Sydney. Um, and, uh, and and on a Friday night, I'm sure it's going to be tough unless you can get out of work to get down there. So um, so if anyone needs a uh, a personally uh, handwritten letter uh, sent to their boss, uh, I've even made the offer to the to the staff if if someone needs me to call. I've got one uh, right
0: here. You can yeah. download it from the website. Yep. From the Mariners website, and it's it's signed by Sean. Looks great. It's got all the info on it. How to travel down there. So yeah. Download it and give it to your boss and tell him to shove it.
4: Yeah, and look, you know, here Arnie keep um you know begging their fans to come to their home ground. Um so you know, <laughs> we'll have to do it for him. Maybe we need to help out our old coach, <laughs> you know, get some support down there for him. I don't know. But uh yeah.
0: Very Hopefully good. no TIFO's based on you. Um Wow <laughs> <laughs> Uh Oh, wait, KB, go to the KB. That's where we'll be before game. Um and then we'll head up for Vose Street. So KB is some great stories from the KB. I'm not, I'm not going to say one here, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you'll get your thirst on after walking up for those streets as well. So, anything else you want to talk about?
4: Um, oh, look, I suppose a bit of uh, – I, I did see something on social media about the club not having a good relationship with IFS. That just, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Just, Thank just, you just defies you belief. Uh, we've got a great relationship with IFS. Um, IFS currently deliver our community programs and do a great job in that. Um, uh, we've got plenty of ex-players that are there and we form a good relationship. Yeah, with uh, I have the question yeah, for you here. We, we, with those guys. and um, um, I'm going to quote
0: this, okay? All right, here we go. Um, why the Mariners aren't kissing the ass of international football school is beyond me uh, they have already made a nursery if they embrace it but they don't they should send players up there every week for an hour or two and give the kids something to aspire to but there's very little if any interaction and nearly 400 kids plus their families have no extra reason to go to games two years back the kids were given tickets to every game and I don't think it happens now I do stand uh to be corrected if I'm wrong but I'm uh, almost certain <clears throat> if local kids were, want to play for their local club when they grow up then that gets them keen to go and the families end up tagging along as well
4: yeah uh, look I I think that um yeah the, the words stand to be corrected there um, so it sort of uh, can be nice and easy i 'll let uh, um, i 'll I'll let anyone who who sort of knows um, you know, the situation there you know, speak in there also but uh, if you look behind our goals there's um, there 's there's an obvious sign there that uh, that 's about international football school i uh, have got a great relationship with Paul Chapman personally. Um, if it wasn't for International Football School, Trent Bahaja, uh, his career it wouldn't be as accelerated as what it was, and that's, that's because of the good relationships that's there. Um, yeah, could we have more player appearances down there? Absolutely, but we could always have more player appearances anywhere. Uh, I, I, I don't, don't deny that. Uh, there is a ticket um, yeah, relationship and offer that's there. We're going to review it for next year as well, so... Um, um, so, so that the students and also the parents can get offers for for membership, uh, moving forward, and um, um, yeah, so I just think that there's probably too many assumptions in in, in a bit of that. Then, um, yeah, but uh, but no, we've got a great local
0: relation. juniors still covered. To do they still get free tickets?
4: Um, so there's the my club membership. So for fifteen dollars, yeah. you, you you get the full season. So and that then that's. Um, that's and That's su- such good value. The, and the reason that that works better than a free ticket is free tickets aren't uh, just they're, they're 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 not regarded. They just get end up in drawers and and, yeah. and you don't know who they are and it doesn't really work. Um, so, but um, but as soon as there's a little bit of skin in the game, the the uh, the, the attendance rate goes through the roof. Uh, that's there, and of course, purely on capacity, if you have too many of them out there and you have a have a big match, you, you can't you can't get them in, uh, or yeah. you you end up yeah. holding seats just in case they come and they never come. So, um, so so that that's all still in place. I know Dan, um, yeah, and Shay are working hard to to review those models for next year. Um, and this is where we sort of talk about progress. What are the right things for our membership department to continue to to grow? We want to make sure we um, yeah we we head towards and 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 overpass seven thousand members next year, and um, and with uh, with some good uh, roster signs, I, I think there's no reason why that won't happen. So yeah, you want anything you want to ask? Fishing talk. He doesn't fish.
1: No, no. Oh, maybe he does. I've never asked him. Do you yeah. fish? Do
4: you fish at all, Sean? Uh, I wouldn't say what I do is called fishing, but technically it would be. Now, now, jumping a What line. about compared to Tyson so, and his puffer uh, fish and Jesse and his tiny flathead? So, so. The challenge I have uh, with, um, with 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 fishing—that's the fish, is, not the head—is uh, is the kids. So the fishing experience oh, for yeah. me has um, has three little toddlers coming along who are very very passionate fishers. I bet um, who are an absolute. If you ever had three kids and you're trying to yeah, cast and recast and then you look over and all of a sudden there's a bird's nest at one of them and you just want to <laughs> throttle those bloody things. So so for me, and that's fi- your own line. What fishing looks like, yeah, is I get the biggest float possible. I have about an inch until the hook. Um always get some squid or something like that, not prawns or anything that falls off. And then we cast it out as far as we can and then I tell the kids not to touch it. And uh and there's no chance of catching any fish, but they love it and um and you could uh,
0: use lures. So You don't need to rebait them.
1: Or oh, no. you could use mullet fillet. That's that stays on the hook remarkably yeah. well. That's yeah. a bit like um like uh Your uh, squid, so yeah, that'd be worth a go. Well, one
4: of the kids likes the likes the lure, and he because he thinks he's catching a fish, but it's generally, (laughs) um, yeah, it's the lure. And uh, the other was want the live stuff, and
0: um, you have to get a diver out there.
4: Yeah, so but uh, but under um um the uh under under the bridge at uh, St Hubert's Island is 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 the favourite spot for the. It's a good spot to go there.
1: I've caught a big flatty there. Yeah, 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 yeah,
4: keep going.
0: Yeah, so. Anyway, there cool. you go enough All of right. my fishing talk yeah enough cool. alright well thank you for joining us <laughs>
4: cheers gents thank you very much leave you to it ciao
0: oh, we're joined by Ken Shrimby, uh, academy director how are you mate well thank you that's good now, um, we're going to start straight off. Um, any young prospects to look out for in the academy? Um, and what's the relationship between uh, CCF and the academy
5: and CCM? Um, I'll start with the uh, relationship stuff, maybe. Um, obviously, two-fold question. Uh, relationship between the academy and CCM is obviously direct. Um, we're an integral part of the club. Where our total role is to develop youngsters for the first team and... And further than that. So, um, you know, we've got a very healthy relationship with Paolo and Ivan, and um, things are very, very good there. Um, in terms of our relationship with CCF, they're uh, supporters of ours. They provide us, obviously, with a magnificent facility in Bloom Park. And one thing that we've been working on is trying to, certainly in the women's department, we've been trying very hard to um, work together to grow the women's game on the coast
1: so we understand your title is academy director mm. um can you walk us through what your responsibilities are and what what you do for the academy i gather that you're at the top of that um pyramid if you like
5: yeah uh, academy director is probably i'm responsible for the total administration of the uh, program which is encompasses um the skill acquisition phase of children 9 to 12. we've got about 95 kids in that side of the program The women's program has uh, five teams playing MPL2 this year. There's about 75 girls in that program. And then there's the uh, boys program, 13 to 16 boys um, who play in the youth league, uh, 60 boys. And then the performance phase, 18s, 20s, and 1st grade playing MPL2, another 50. So the academy's now, you know, 250 odd players. Um, My responsibility will be to ensure that. Um, along with Wayne O'Sullivan, technical director, that the technical direction of the club is following the club's philosophies and the way we want to play. And on top of that, I'm also responsible for employing coaches, generating revenue, um, sponsorship, uh, registrations, affiliations. So it's all encompassing. Yeah, it's a challenge, but it's a good job. Mm-hmm.
0: So, will you reference to the philosophy there... Um how does the Central Coast Mariners academy relationship with the local association work? Is there a, like a feeling of uh, genuine cooperation there? And it's noticeable that there are a lot of older players up against our MPL lads each week. So can you talk us through the philosophy we're using to select our players as well,
5: like youngsters? You mean? Yeah, and wow.
0: and how they would sort of integrate into our football
5: philosophy. Well, you've got to bear in mind that we've got different rules to everybody else. So under the FFA regulations, Hall uh, Academies, which is only three in, in our competition, obviously Sydney FC, Mariners and West Sydney Wanderers, um, we're not allowed to sign players who were born um, after 1990, before 1996. That's the rule. So that's why you'll always see boys under the age of 20 playing against men, as you saw on the weekend. Uh, and that's the rules for us. We don't have a choice. We're not allowed to sign experienced players to lead the youngsters around. Right. So, unfortunately for us, boys get to the age of 20 and we have to make hard decisions on have they got the ability to play A-League. And if not, we have to let them go and either integrate them back into the local Premier League competition on the coast, which a number of boys have done recently, or try and get them to play at a, against us in senior squads or... A, you know, But we have to make that decision that we don't think they're going to play A-League. So that's the tough call, but the rule book has it pretty tough on the HAL Academies.
0: So there's not even any spots for any older players to come back no. and play in that, is no. there? No, zero. So we're allowed
5: to have three boys uh, who are born in between the age of 20 and 23. However, yep. we've elected to have three boys who are 20 who played with us last year. So those three boys are Stevie White, who's the captain, a local boy, um, Shelford Diaz, and the third one is Reese Pappas. So those three boys we've kept on board because they're fairly close to the first team. So two of those three are training full-time with the first team at the moment. So we're going to give them every opportunity for Paolo to make a decision come June whether he's going to give them a contract or not.
0: So are they the, the main prospects we're looking at?
5: Um, oh look! Uh, I'm a, obviously I'm a fan of the real young ones. So I'm um, always keen to bring some babies into the program, and this year we've got that. We've got some children born in 2099ers, so they're pretty young. Uh, you know, 17-year-olds. So boys like. I feel so old. <laughs> yeah. So uh, look, I'm, I'm a. You know, there's. I make no secret of the fact I'm. I'm a fan of technicians. I like. Uh, uh, creative players who can uh, give us a little bit of flair, so boys like uh, Mackie Petrados who's the youngest boy in the squad uh, who's obviously Dimi's brother everyone knows Dimi played for Raw and is now over in Korea um, he's here, he's done very well in the MYL and uh, he's looking a good prospect we've got another youngster called Charles William who's, who played a full game in first grade on the weekend he's only uh, born in 98 so uh, you know he's a He's a boy that's shown a lot of flair, but there's lots of boys on the edge. Lockie Wales is very close, training regularly. It won't surprise me if he gets some game time before the season's out.
0: He's a, yeah. We've watched him in the youth, and
5: he yeah. looks like a good prospect. That one, yeah. Oh, look, I think the squads are good, but you know, it's always a, our objective. We've got our own KPIs, and you know, I've set one personally. Um, the club obviously wants us to get one you know, a, boy, a boy here and there through, but from my point of view, you know, our aim is to get two boys per year contracted to the first team.
1: And so that's the main specific link that uh, fans of the NPL squads um, can see that, that the potential is for them to come to the end of the production line at yeah. the senior team in the NPL right. and have a possible opportunity uh, to get themselves into the A-League team? Yeah, it's different for
5: us. Um, you know, uh, People come and watch us play and expect to see what they normally see for a club where they're driven by promotion and relegation and results and finish high in the table and semi-finals. That's not to say we don't want to do that, but at the same time, last year, Trent Barger, Adam Berry, you know, played lots of games in the NPL and they're now playing lots of games in the A-League. So, you know, so that's very good.
1: So development's the the real key there. And it's noticeable to me that primarily the, the squad for the NPL is guys who played in the NYL during that season. Yep. So, that, so that's a part of the plan, I imagine. That, oh, that, It works that's that we way. We, we
5: sign boys for 12 months. Um, those boys um, start their term with us in about October. They play the NYL as a uh, development opportunity to get ready for the NPL. And they're the same squad who plays in the NPL other than children who leave us. So we've lost two boys out of the squad of 20 that we had for the NYL who have chosen uh, that, that themselves that they're not going to get a shirt in the A-League pretty well. And they've gone on to play um, against us um, and derive some income. The boys in our league, are, you know, financially, it's a tough gig for them. So they don't earn good income at this stage and they're playing to earn a good contract and start their football career
1: and we know that some of the oppositions w- w- we, th- we think we know that uh, maybe half a million dollars was spent on the team we played against on the weekend yeah, it's pretty like tough going for young fellas up yeah. against some of those really soon you guys what was seven former eight leaguers i think
5: yeah look uh, yeah they're a benchmark so i marconi are uh you know lots of good boys there uh, Lots of boys I've had relationships with in the past, Sean Rooney and boys like that. You know, great players in my opinion, a long time, a while back, but still deliver. I and mean, Sean scored on the weekend against us, and you know, a forward line like you know, Pavlovic and uh, Rooney is pretty awesome for any baby to take on. And uh, they're going to have their share of goals, but at the end of the day, you know, we were more than competitive with them on the weekend, and we should have got something out of the game being blunt.
0: Well, reflecting but, on the games, so, what what did we do wrong? Well, we lost 3 1 to Marconi for yeah. people that don't know. Him. We're
5: right in the game, I
2: thought, yeah. until probably those few, just a couple of mistakes at the back just cost yeah, us. Yeah, well, if you look
5: at the game, first half, we were dominant, in my opinion. Slow start, they scored early six minutes. We had a penalty four minutes later and missed it. Now, that's a Mariners moment for me. It should have been 1 1. We scored and dominated to half time and went in at half time 1 1 and looking good. Um, we had to make some substitutions due to uh, injury at half-time, which is a shame. That affected us a little bit. And uh, at 75 minutes, uh, another bad error, a defensive error. Um, put the game on a plate and they scored in the 90th minute when we went to a back three, chasing the game, trying to get to. 2 I'm not, not concerned about that yeah. component. But, you know, um, Marconi clearly agreed with us, thought we were probably deserving of at least a draw on the day. And normally, if that had happened, everyone would have said, well, that's a good result. But 3-1 says, oh, you got touched up, but, you did, but we didn't. We just got to move on this week and do better. Then last week, it was our Achilles' heel. We were dominant in games, played the best football, didn't get the results because we don't know how to win a game in the last 15, 20 minutes. And that's a hard thing to teach youngsters who haven't played a lot of game time.
1: And we think that uh, uh, philosophy-wise that's important and it's good for our younger players to get an opportunity to go up against these senior players because mm. they're strong, um, they've got experience and, and and that's a real positive or is that a negative?
5: Oh, no, I think, look, there's it, yeah, a lot of debate about that but I think it's a good thing. Oh, you know, we're, the FFA are adamant that um, the A-League sides will participate against men um, so that the boys get 40 weeks a year of football that they get every opportunity to experience the harder and more strenuous and gets them ready. And I think if you talk to the lads who have been with us, now they'll find that it's in, um, you know, if you have a chat to Trent, I would say to you, he would say that his time with us was extremely valuable now. When they're with us, they might not see that. But once they get to the uh, total professional environment, they know that it puts them in good stead.
2: Do you think Trent was sort of like the the template of how the academy guys can sort of break into the A League side?
5: Yeah, I think it's. But I think clubs have to have a uh, philosophy to play youngsters, you know. Um, and our club will always have that. Yep. I don't think we'll ever be um, as financial as uh, some maybe the big three A League clubs, and as mm-hmm. a consequence of that, you won't. You have to play the youngsters to give them an opportunity, and then hopefully, you know, um, buy and sell in the marketplace. So You want to find your next Matty Ryan and yeah. put him overseas and help fund the whole system.
0: Um, do you share your thoughts with Paul Ocon in regards to the Y League the Youth yeah. League?
5: Yeah, Paul and I talk. Paul has a, you know, we talk regularly so we're probably
0: talking... I mean again. like his, his comments about, the, you know, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse Cup and it's kind of pointless.
1: We know that he doesn't think much of the National Youth League. Yeah,
5: look, if you're asking me about the competition it's Mickey Mouse. If you're asking me about the fact that it's a structured competition that gives us an extra eight weeks of preparing for a 26 week MPL, it helps. Okay. So, the competition itself, as a competition, eight games, you know, yeah, <laughs> you hardly get going, do you? You know what I mean? So, from a com- like as a competition, it doesn't mean anything to win the NYL, but as a competition, getting you ready for MPL. It's like a,
0: the existing pre-season cup used to be well, for daily. It's a,
5: you know if you use it for the right purpose, it'll be very good grounding, identifying your players' strengths, weaknesses, preparation for MPLN.
1: And how are the practicalities? Uh, we think that the the Mariners' philosophy, if you like, um, is a sort of a um, known thing and a top-down perhaps approach, where uh, the Mariners want to play a particular style of game. And mm. how practical is it, uh, sort of trickling that down through each of the levels, through the Nyl into the NPL, and even down as far as as far as the SAP?
5: Uh, well, you won't get to SAP. You get to th- philosophically, you might get to the thirteens. Um, below that, it's all about. Having fun, playing more games, lots of time on the pitch. So uh, there's no playing stock model for babies in reality. But uh, down to thirteen, yes, we do. Um, the kids working hard at it at the moment. We've got a way we want to play. Um, they're all working on the press. They're all working on what we do with seven and eleven and our and our positional players. So they're all learning that. And if you go and speak to the under thirteens, they'll tell you what we're working on and understand what the ones are doing. You know, and that's I think that's important. I think you know. Irrespective of who our first team coach, irrespective of who our MPL coaches are and academy directors and technical, the club has to have its playing stock model and philosophy and have it forever, in, in my mind. If you chop and change that, when you change a gaffer, you've got a problem. Do you
0: think that the, the national team should uh, have this approach as well and work downwards?
5: Ah. Uh, that's a good question. Because Asking you look
0: at you look at the, um, the Bundesliga mm. and when um, I think it was Germany got knocked out of the Euros back in the, the mm. l- 90s, I think it was, the um, DFB contacted all the clubs and said, look, we don't care if you win or not. We don't care how you go in the Champions League. We don't care your own individual battles. You need mm. to try and set up this. You need to try and play this way. Mm. And so for a good decade there, it seemed like every single uh, Bundesliga club played a certain way, which then led to the national team becoming the success that they are?
5: Well, well, I think everybody... Well, I won't say everybody. I'll say all the A-League academies are following the FFA curriculum and playing style model. Yep. Right? So we, we do that. Um, the first team do it. The national team does it. So we're playing in line with the curriculum and we teach the curriculum and we're religious about that. The difficulty with rolling it out across all clubs is that all clubs have different objectives. Yeah. So for some clubs, let's say Club Marconi, their objective is only one thing, that's to win the league this year, get back in the NPR one. They don't really care one iota how the first team goes or the um, Angus, Angus side goes, I wouldn't think. It's, you know, they have a separate agenda for their particular club rather than a national perspective. But for HAL Academies, we are part of that system. So the FFA are rolling out um, what they call a um, two-star academy process where you have to get accreditation what that does for you is if you don't get two-star accreditation by 2018 your club can't play in Asia it's as simple as that so our application has been lodged Uh, we're one of four clubs in the running to be accredited in the next four weeks Um, if we get that that's a massive achievement for the academy and with given that we've been in existence for less than 18 months
1: So this is AFC approving of our our methodology,
5: et cetera. Yeah, so look, I'm optimistic, we've got a good application, we've got a few things we need to improve, there's no secrets about that, Um, but we've been pretty open and transparent with the FFA about that, Um, but fundamentally our coaching staff are good, we're recruiting coaches from all over the country to come here now, so you know we've got... Couple of coaches from Queensland now. You know we're bringing boys up from Sydney now. So, well,
0: speaking of hiring, how many how many staff do you have working in the academy now? How, what's what's the size of the operation?
5: Um, the girls' program would have uh, five five coaches employed and two physiotherapists. Um, boys' program have in the youth program have six coaches, physiotherapist. Uh, senior boys, uh, four coaches, two physios, and strength and conditioning coach. Uh, SAP have nine coaches.
0: That's that's a lot of. <laughs>
1: We're up in the forties there. <laughs> yeah, <so> Exactly. <Athletes. laughs> you can see,
5: you know.
0: It, and I take it you're busy then. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's good fun. Saturday
5: and Sunday's enjoyable.
1: And, and so, on uh, just thinking locally for a second, um, are you comfortable with the fact that the academy, a, a part of its role, might be to try and find, identify, and to bring on local talent? And we've successfully yeah. done that, perhaps uh, with Trent Bahaja. Oh, I um, think
5: I think it's important we do that. I don't think we should ever lose sight of the fact that whilst we're trying to get the best players we can to our club. There's local talent here and they're very good. They're very athletic, the boys boys and girls on the coach. I'm particularly keen to grow the girls' program this year. It's an area where there's lots of scope for improvement in our program and um, our application for W League will be known by the end of the week and uh, if that happens and we get support for that and we become a W League club, all of a sudden I'm confident women's football on the coast will take a gigantic leap forward.
0: That sounds brilliant. So you're looking at filling that W League squad with uh, full local players? Because I remember when we used to have the W League squad, a lot of the players were from North Sydney.
5: I doubt that the, I doubt that a W League squad in year one will come from the coast yep. because we're playing MPL two and we would have a, hopefully some of our girls may be able to make the top 20 girls. But I think the harsh reality is we, the better girls who were on the coast have gone elsewhere to play. Yeah. Um, we need to bring them home and they, they will naturally come back home if we have W League positions and hopefully contracts available for girls to participate. So um, I think the first year there will be a collective approach, in my opinion. This is my personal view from, you know, from Swansea to North Sydney, I think it will be our... where we'll be looking to recruit girls from. Catchment, yeah. The catchment area. Um, and hopefully there's two or three or four or five girls who are gonna fly. We've got really good youngsters. I would say um, at the age of 13 and 15 in our program already, there's a um, a few girls who have got lots of talent and can go somewhere. And at the moment, they may not be driven in that direction. It may be more enjoyment playing again in an elite program. But now that the carrot's there to play at the top level I suspect the girls may become a bit more passionate about their the whole thing.
0: Yep. Okay, coming back to MPL two, you've got Blacktown Spartans this Saturday night. Well, yep. How do you feel you're going to go there? We'll win. You win. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I love the confidence. <laughs>
5: yeah, we'll win this week.
0: Any any changes? You mentioned an injury at half time before.
5: Um, look. Uh we may we tend to rotate a little bit anyway. Like yep. it's not a it's not like a first eleven and uh, you know normal sub. So you know Ben, I leave that to Ben. That's Ben's role to select the squad. I would think that the squad will be very similar to last week, given that we played well. Um, there'll be one or two boys we look at in terms of injury, but the first team impact. We're a bit lucky this week that we're playing Friday night against Sydney in the A League. Um, so by way of an example. Um, Paul suspended, so Pearce, he has to go and be on the bench for Sydney. Yeah. So, as yeah. an example, if he was to start this week, we wouldn't have him. It's as simple as that. So if he's to play A-League, we lose our goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. So they're the, they're the knock-ons. But mm. whilst the A-League is playing, the management of the squad is a little bit more difficult. But that's what it is. And there's always going to be six weeks of overlap in our competition. And we just have to manage that.
1: It's a good opportunity for Adam Pearce, though, isn't it? Fantastic opportunity. He's had a couple already and done pretty well with those. Yeah,
5: well, is going to get a gig. He's going to get a chance. He's, you know, he'll be one of our, hopefully tick the boxes for next year who gets a gig, you know, and I'm sort of hoping that, you know, um, Paolo does like a couple of our babies, so, you know, whether he takes them on board. um, There are a lot of youngsters in the first team already, so you know, we already know that Adam Berry will be here next year, and Rosie will be here next year, and Trent will be here, I think, next year. So yeah,
2: I think if Izzo was to was to leave, as some people are saying, then Piercy would have a great shot of making the first team. Yeah, yeah. Uh well,
5: yeah. I think look, one would hope that he might be one of the two. Yeah, yep. you know. And uh, if Paul leaves, it's a, it'd be a crying shame. He's had, mm. he's had a good season under um, Nashi and Paolo, in my opinion. But uh, agreed. You know, that, that's what we. That's what happens to us. We tend to. Um, Produce yeah. them and others take them. That's, that's <laughs> life in the football world. Yeah. It's a bit like my team in England, so there you go. <laughs> who do you support then? We got beat this morning 2-1. Does that give you a clue? I
0: haven't watched the results Ham, this morning. Yeah. Oh, you're a Hammers fan.
5: <laughs> yeah, mighty Hammers, mate. Uh,
0: I'm a Spurs fan. Oh, well, I'll have to escort you out. We won't hold that against <laughs> uh, well oh, Thank you for joining we us. We won't talk about today? who I support then. Uh, uh, the Ars. Another uh, London
5: club. The Gunners. Yeah. Uh, great football side. So. Not at the it? moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: That's true. Staying silent. It's been 30 years since my team were good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Yes, that's Not it. quite 30.
0: Anyway. Are oh. you into fishing?
5: Uh, give Morrow a quick <laughs> chance. tomorrow. No, jump no.
0: in? No? no fishing. Oh, dang. No. I've only had one victim today. Oh, well. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Anytime. And best of luck on Saturday night.
5: Yes, well, hopefully my predictions are accurate. Okay. See you soon. See you out. Thanks. No worries.
0: Right, um,
1: previews. Why not? Previews. I'll just get me scrolls out. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: right, rolling um, the scrolls.
0: For some reason, we've got a... Um, okay, I'm going to say it now, we're not here next week. We're having a break. Um, Everyone's
2: just started, doing, started dancing around their living rooms or yeah, their bedrooms.
0: Because so, this round is uh, split over two weekends, we're going to have a little break in between. So the first game is our game in Sydney
2: at 7.50. So, first of all, we've got a night game. Second of all, a free-to-air game. Wow. Yeah, I, I can't remember the last time that happened. When was the last time we played on a Friday night? <laughs> long time. It feels like it was a long time. Probably be a long time before th- the next one. <laughs> <laughs> we a, don't quick, a quick look at... Um, this is our first Friday night game of the season. Hmm. And our last game against Victory Away is also Friday night. So, we are, we'll have two Friday night games in 27 rounds. And they'll both
0: be maulings. Mm. Yeah. And, it's and
2: the only reason we're in them is because of the opposition.
0: Yeah.
1: can attract yeah. a yep. TV audience. Yeah. This is an incredibly crab, tough assignment for us, though. The,
2: the, the toughest, toughest game we'll have in a while. Even though they're only the almost invincibles. Yes, almost invincible. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have. <laughs> Solid bants on their one loss, and so we've lost <laughs> like God. 13. It's the
1: best we've got, you know. To become the best, though, you've got to play the best and after they won over victory last weekend, then clearly they are the best. So
2: hopefully we can... Oh, they're you know. by far the Like, it, we all hate Sydney, but, well, a great football side. And their foreigners are really firing. I think I'd say, like, like we said, I think we said it last week, you'd put maybe Nikovic, Rojas, Castro, top three players in the league, and then it's just daylight to the, net, to the rest. And I think Nikovic... Um, and Bobo also. Bobo, I think he's, he's sort of adjusted to the league now and he's scoring goals. And Holosko, you know, Holosko Ninkovic, and Brosk there as well. Great, great forward line, great midfield with O'Neill and Brillante. And then again, Walker in the back, Danny in goals. It's just a, all that. The reason why they've gone so well for me is just they're solid all over the park, there's no real weaknesses that they have. Yeah, and so it's going to be to, extremely tough for us to break them down.
1: We need some of them to have a bit of an off day. We need to have our best day. We need them we to really like just underestimate us. Yeah, and we need to not make any of those mistakes that have been hurting us. Because I tell you, there are moments in some of our games where we are, you know, playing, playing some, well, some mm. top quality football, and then we make a silly mistake. And How do you think
0: uh, missing Izzo can going to affect us? Like, it's not just the keeper; it's like the back four. Uh, Talk to Izo as well. So you're looking at a back five there, we're missing key player. Well, mm.
1: We haven't seen enough of Ivan really to know, but it feels like he's not as good at um, playing with his feet, playing out from the back as Izo has been. And Ivan, Ivan
2: against his former team as well, where he was number two. He was number two at Sydney for three, four seasons in a row.
1: And remember how, uh, what was it, a throw in that he didn't clear? We threw it to him. Oh, we
3: couldn't clear yeah. it. He clumsily. just I think please, that might have been his last wait, game. Let's not shit on him please first. Don't do let's it.
0: give him a chance, eh? Hey? Please <laughs> no. don't do that. No, he, started, he
2: started again. Wellington away, and what was it like, New Plymouth or something? New New Plymouth. That is true, he did. And that was the game that Leah scored an absolute bomb that no keeper in the world was saving, and then he hasn't played since. So. I think playing against his former team, I think that'll be an extra bit of motivation. And he's experienced, you know. He did a decent job on Sunday. we'll see how it goes.
1: He did a decent job on Sunday, but it was noticeable that there were some times where he wasn't as confident as Paul Izzo has been to play to his own man close by. Yeah. And in going long a couple of times, then they probably anticipated that they'd be able to get that to happen and they did turn us over and that put us under pressure a couple of times. So hopefully, you know, he... he, uh, has his best game of the season. Looking forward to it.
2: To be, be honest, be to game. be honest, though, if we get anything out of this game, it'll be a miracle. We
1: go for the fun. We said that last
2: time, and they they only won because they cheated. We go for the alcohol.
1: They did. Devon had scored from an <laughs> offside <know>. position. <laughs> I
0: know.
1: I, know. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I think. should be a fun. Night we should always this. be. We
2: should always be positive. But for this game, definitely a write-off. I think we just need to play as well as we can, see what the result is, and then can just, we make the six? Um, looking at my 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 desktop on my computer, my screensaver sort of thing is the draw. So our last four games after Sydney, which we'll, we're all thinking is probably going to be a loss, Adelaide at home, you'd say is a must win. If Adelaide's win, that's three points to us, uh, to obviously, pointing out the obvious here, three points to them, none to us, and they gain three points on us in the table and that. If we... If they win that game, I think they, they'd only be two points behind us. So that's, uh wouldn't be good if it happened. Then we've got Brisbane away, which, again, maybe probably a write-off and probably a loss. Jets at home, that is a muster in. So yeah. Yeah. I'd say that our last two home games are absolute must-win six-pointers. And then between that is Sydney away, Brisbane away, and then victory away. Okay,
0: I'm going to say this. I don't care if we don't make the top six, as long as we beat Adelaide and Newcastle.
2: I'm in total agreement with that. If I'd, yeah, I said I'm still, pre-season I said anything but last. I'm fine with, and I'm still with that. But I'd love to finish in front of the Jets, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen
1: I can't really but I'd, remember but I hope it w- I hope it does. I can't even remember the questions after I started to ask them, so I can't really remember <laughs> what I sta- said at the start of the season but I probably I said that 7th right. or 8th would I be think um, I, I think you said I think you said the okay.
2: victory would finish uh, would finish below us. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Cheers. Yeah. But, but um, I reckon must I probably said, the, said must have been, been off the meds that, meds we, that day. We, we could <laughs>
1: we could fall into 6th. Well, that's still possible but it's not looking. I think I predicted top 6
2: we we need we'd need um we'd need the the Wanderers to just not win their last few yeah. games for yeah. that to happen. that no, could happen. Yes.
0: Right. Um, on Saturday, Melbourne victory at home against Perth Glory. Victory in
2: a canter. Victory, I think, should bounce back. Yep they will be sore after against
0: Melbourne uh, against Perth 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 yeah. defence
2: against that Perth defence against that, that front three What you speak of Dad?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an oxymoron Josh. Yes, exactly <laughs> Um right then there's a week off really until uh Melbourne City at home against the Jets
2: mm. So if the
0: referees keep going their way...
1: So my necessary. two my
2: two most hated teams in the league playing each other are next
1: City probably need an extra week <laughs> off, actually, because they've probably punched crap out of each other on the plane and the bus on the way home. I'd, lo- I'd love them to have Kill a life. I'd love them to have a one aka not liquidation.
2: Happy.
0: No, he didn't. Not, um, he
2: doesn't look happy at no. all, does he? No. I don't think he likes Valkenis. I don't think he likes anyone there. Yeah, well, they, they're probably not good enough for him. Well, because the only the only person that's good enough for him is the bloke that looks looks back in the mirror at him. Does. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Does seem to me though that when he plays, then they find it difficult to stick to a game plan. They yeah. find it difficult enough, but even more difficult when he plays. And yeah, i I'd trying I, to, to eat your mic there, Josh. I, I, I can understand why Valcannisi is my not mic. necessarily playing him, to be honest. Uh, you know, he's, at times he's been a bit of a fizzer So you can see him going somewhere else. I don't think so. Isn't he signed for next year? There either as a player, I or think he is. I
2: think or both. Two year contract. I think one year was player. And next year was like assistant or something, wasn't it? Maybe. So it was something like that. So, yeah, so
0: he's still going to be there.
1: Yeah,
2: I think I think he'll still be there next season. Whether it's a player or not, I'm not sure. Yeah, he can't really play for us in case. What is they he now? Oh,
0: I'm not, I don't want him. What is he now? Thirty oh, eight. I don't care. Anyway, um, <laughs> Sunday Adelaide at home against Brisbane. Rural. Did you make a tip then? I did. I said City.
2: Oh yeah, I'll say, I'll say City but He said he
0: hates both teams uh, Sorry, I was in
2: the I favorite both teams, teams I hate both teams, but it's probably City Victory will
0: win. in
1: Perth, you did make a tip there, Victory I victory. victory, yeah Cool, sorry, just making sure I Keep up That gets
0: recorded Keep up Happy days right.
1: Adelaide, Adelaide and Brisbane
2: <coughs> Yes Brisbane, please Do, do, do us yeah, another favour and beat them I'm going to Brisbane
0: in this one They're um, both in the ACL They're both struggling in that I'm struggling I think Brisbane have got enough depth of decent players to keep going
1: I'm struggling to keep up, but I'm tipping City in the previous game. <laughs> in this game, I'm tipping Adelaide because Brisbane will be tired, even tireder than the whinging and complaining that they have been doing already. I reckon they've just given up. Well, they. Probably well, have. Yeah. Would
0: you reckon a Moore's going to see out the season. Uh,
1: marginal. If they beat Brisbane, he'll at least last another. They week. might do a
0: Wormsley. Possibly. And hang on till the next FFA Cup exit.
1: Well I thought you meant they were gonna do a worldwide search so we can oh.
2: select each
0: <laughs> 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 do that.
2: Doing a Mariners.
3: <laughs>
2: wait we we are conducting a worldwide search. Oh, oh I found shit. myself.
0: <laughs> Quality. <laughs> uh Wanderers at home against Wellington.
2: Draw because Wanderers always draw at spotless. The
0: worst stadium in the
2: yeah, area. Yeah,
3: you can't
1: really you can't really tip against that, can you? No, mm. I don't want to tip Wellington. I don't want to tip Wellington. I don't want to tip the draw. I want to tip Western the, Sydney. The, be- the, be- the best result
2: for us in this game would definitely be draw.
1: Well, how about I? T- I'm tipping Western Sydney, and I'm going to tip them <sighs> with no confidence whatsoever. My tipping has been absolute bog. So that being the case, they won't win. That's good for us. A draw between Western Sydney yeah. and Wellington's perfect.
0: And tip a draw. Draw. Um, yeah, uh, the bus is going down on Friday night. If you want to get down to that, uh, contact the club or. You know, you can book your tickets.
2: Meet us at PJs pre-game for a bevy. Oh well, first of all, KBs at the bottom of Favoe, or KB if you, or if you're driving and you end up at Moore Park, you might not want to walk down, so just go to PJs and I don't know, maybe wait for us. Yeah,
0: we'll well, I'm going to be driving. I'm going to take some flags down the drum, so I'll be um, heading straight to Fox Studios. Probably go to uh, Bavarian Schnitzel House. I good. probably
1: won't dog it this time, as I was told I did the last Western Sydney game. Morrow dogged it. You did, oh. and we won. Boop, 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 boop. You jerk! I will not dog it this time. I'll be there.
0: All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, thanks to um, about two hundred and sixty people last week. If you, um, if you, know. you do Love listen, all. share it, like it, get it out there.
2: Tell all your friends that we th- about this podcast where random people talk about the Mariners. Just click on us. J- just like, just click on the podcast and play it for like five seconds, then just close it. Just for another listen. <laughs> so it counts as another listen. <laughs> Get our numbers <laughs> up.
0: Don't do that. <sighs> um, we in the coming weeks we should have Hutch on, so um, look forward to that. He's gonna be talking about Seattle. He's talking
2: about, come on, Seattle, and yeah. that's it. We
0: want that. That's just, all right. Just Seattle stuff. So right. we'll just talk that's
2: about right. Seattle and MLS, and yeah, if we if we go hey, and the Mariners, Who? beep Who? beep yeah, beep. On. Yeah, it's all right, no problem.
0: So if you got any questions for Hutch? Um, send them in. Um, you know we love feedback here, so if you got any uh, feedback for us, if you, there's more things you want to hear about, just um, if either contact us on Facebook. If you want or to send me
2: hate mail, go to my Twitter. Or contact on us on
3: Twitter. It. Yeah.
0: Or on the um, CCM fans forum. That's a that's a good place where I I go back there and um, answer some questions that people send us. So yeah, it's pretty good. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Sidelines.
1: Good night. Oh, He
0: won't. He won't even He's be listening. To stop, so I'm trying he to won't. do shit at
2: the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm looking at the screen. Uh, What's good. going on with the screen? It's not recording. recording. Why is it so... Oh, compressed. Yeah, it's compressed as. Oh, there oh. we go. Oh, Jimmy, you're confusing
1: us. You see, know. This We're is, simple did, people. See,
2: this is how... We, we, we would have no idea what to do with if Jimmy didn't record and edit this Absolutely none.
1: We'd have a cord and a plug and a socket and we'd be going, does that probably, one go in there?
2: We'd probably somehow <laughs> manage to <laughs> lock and burn the bloody Centre of Excellence down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. you can build a new one, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Incompetent recording people. Right. Anyway.
0: We're going to do the walkout song. I won't
1: look at the iPad.